gathered, as we gather today, of course, we celebrate the Feast of the Presentation 40 days after the Lord was born. Uh, according to the law of Moses, as we hear in this gospel passage, uh, the child, the firstborn male, would be presented in a formal way to the Lord and would be redeemed, uh, brought back with this sacrifice of two, uh, uh, two turtle doves or two young pigeons. And Jesus, uh, Mary and Joseph, of course, following that dictate, uh, do so. And, but what we see is even more uh, wonderful that uh, among the 50s, hundreds, how many ever children it was presented that day in the thousands maybe in that, that year, in the, in the hundreds of, maybe hundreds of thousands that uh, Simeon would have witnessed that day for whatever reason, because the Holy Spirit had prompted him, he recognized. And I find myself reflecting, I shared this when we had this gospel passage um, during the Feast of the Holy Family, uh, just now, what is it, 38 days ago or something like that, that I always find this curious, how Simeon was able to receive, how Anna was able to receive the Lord, and, and just uh, how their lives were so prepared. Well, part of it is, Anna especially, we know a little bit more if we do some math, we know she must have waited in the temple area about 60 years. That would have been a lifetime for most people, a whole lifetime waiting for the Lord. And because she was waiting for the Lord, she was able to receive him. Simeon, too, being promised, I don't know about you, but I would enjoy that promise. You're not going to die until you see something. And especially something as rare as seeing the Christ. You're not going to die. And Simeon, with that same hope, was able that day, and notice he, he wasn't trying to avoid death. He wanted to see the Lord. Now, servant, you can dismiss your servant in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation you have prepared in the sight of every people. That he lived his life with so complete hope. I've, I've found myself reflecting on, on that concept today as, as uh, knowing that this was a feast of the presentation. Maybe you're aware or... Um, I don't know if you have that in your, some of your, your teachings too, but um, his name just popped out of my head. Um, Man's Search for Meaning uh, is the name of the book. Uh, and he wrote it, he began, he was a psychologist, who, a Jewish psychologist who was arrested and um, uh, put in, I think it was Auschwitz, uh, because simply he was a Jewish, Jewish man. Uh, he was reflecting on the nature of humanity and what helped people live. And as he was looking around the camp, everything was taken away from them, except them. And uh, he set up, Frank, uh, Victor Frankel, uh, he set up uh, a university of types that people with their own talents, what they had, what could not be taken away from them was shared with others. And those that participated in that camp uh, in that, at that time had hope. Those who did not participate or failed to participate, those who, uh, for whatever reason, seemed to lack hope. And he noticed as he looked around, those with hope seemed to survive. And not only survive, but almost in a way thrive, as weird as that sounds, in the concentration camp. Why? Because they had hope. They had meaning in their life. Simeon understood that meaning was waiting for the Lord. Anna understood that meeting was watching for the Lord. 
You as religious understand that, watching for the Lord, waiting for the Lord. I as a priest do. We all should, no matter our state in life. Without hope, we're the deadest of all, all people. I know that's a paraphrase of St. Saint, Saint Paul. St. Saint Paul says, if Christ is not raised from the dead, then we are the, the silliest of all people. Then our faith is in vain. Uh, as uh, one way to put it, either the tomb is empty or we are. Our faith is. The tomb is not empty. Or the, the, the tomb is empty. The tomb, <laughs> our, our faith is not empty. I was, I was moving to the next step. Our tombs will not be empty until the end. But that's our hope, that our tombs, for, even if for a while, are full, they will be empty. And even in, in this first reading, I, I found myself reflecting, to, to, too, is Malachi. Uh, did you catch that? I'm sending my messenger before you. Suddenly there will come the Lord. And so often we might think that was fulfilled in the pre- presentation. But that didn't terrify people. That didn't cause them to, to immediately repent. There's another day coming. That's our hope. That we, perhaps like Simeon and Anna, not that we're not going to die until we see it, but that we are people of hope. This day, this Feast of the Presentation calls us, tells us to be like Simeon, to be like Anna. In a world that so often lacks hope, we are that people that need to be hope. I think I shared it here already, and and if I didn't, well, I apologize for saying I think I shared it. But I found also around Christmas, I found myself reflecting on on three words and how um, darkness and heaviness seem completely opposite, don't they? But their antonym is both lightness. The darkness of sin, the heaviness of sin, the heaviness of our burdens without Christ is taken away by light. This is what we celebrate today with Christ coming into the temple, light for the nations. This is why we hold the candles to be like, uh, for, for us men, it's a little difficult, but we are like the wise virgins with lighted lamp waiting for the Lord to come. That's why we hold candles. Because we are people of hope, we are people of light, people who know that Christ comes to eliminate heaviness of heart and darkness of sin.